Hello, my name is Rose Cortine and you're listening to the Talking Teenage Life podcast. This is a podcast that explores people's experiences in their teenage years and what they've learnt since. So on today's Talking Teenage Life podcast, I am talking to Sue Piddock-Jones. Hello, Sue. Hello, Rose. So, Sue, today I'm going to be talking to you about your teenage years and how that's influenced you as a person. So let's start off talking about your interests as a teenager. Well, when I was at school, obviously I loved the dance at school. Yeah. But I also loved all the sports, so the hockey and the netball and the athletics. So I was just really into sport. Yeah. yeah. Did you do any activities outside of school that you might have, like, that you really enjoyed as well? Well, I used to play hockey outside school. Yeah. But um, I came from quite a modest background. So yeah. Uh, my parents didn't have lots of money, yeah. so it was very difficult for them to pay for me to go to things. So yeah. um, it wasn't until I was in my late teenage years that I actually went and, um, and did things, and I, I played hockey. Yeah, and so you mentioned your family. Did you, did you have any siblings, that, and were you close to them? or? I had an older brother. He's two yeah. years older than me. Um, and I guess he just, we, we went our own ways, really, like you yeah. do. I mean, he was a boy and I was a girl and we, we just did our different things. We had very different interests. Um, but we were still close. Yeah. Yes. Would you say, and were you like closer with your mum than your dad or which would you say? Uh, probably closer with my mum. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And she was very sporty when she was yeah. young. So I think, you know, we understood each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you were um, younger, you obviously now you've had a lot of um, different jobs. Would you say anything from your teenage life has that influenced you to w- what kind of jobs you've had now? Well, definitely the sport because yeah. I've been involved in sport and dance all my life. And what um, did you like want to? Like, what were your aspirations when you were a teenager? Um, that was very difficult, really, because when I was at school, the careers advice was very different. Yeah. So all you basically were told was either if you were going into the sixth form, you were either pushed to go to university or you were pushed to go to teacher training college. And I ended up in teacher training college. Yeah. And because sport was my life when I was younger and dance, then I went yeah. to teacher training college to teach PE and dance. So you mentioned you after school you then went on to a career in teaching. So what did you teach all different sports and dances or what what did you mainly specialize in? Oh, I taught everything. Yeah. Yes, taught absolutely everything. And at times I taught other subjects. So I yeah. also taught biology. Yeah. Um, you know, and I taught some drama as well. Yeah. So you just taught almost everything, yes. a little bit of everything then. Yes. Once once you're a teacher, yeah. you're trained to teach you're just trained to teach children yeah and they can ask you to teach anything yeah 
And but mainly PE. Yeah. Yeah. And so what would you... So you said um, you've taught... Have you taught in university and then secondary school? Yeah, so. I started teaching in secondary school. Yeah. And then because I love dance, yeah. I managed to persuade the authority to give me a year off to go and do a master's in dance at yeah. Surrey University, which was the only place that you could do a master's. Yeah. So... Um, I was really fortunate because they paid for me to go and they paid everything. Yeah. Um, and I went off and I loved the academic life and I yeah. loved dancing. So I came back hoping that I would then go into a university and teach dance. Yeah. Um, at that time, there weren't that many jobs in university yeah. teaching dance. So I went back into school for a while. Yeah. And what I did was I used to do some in-service training for teachers. So I used to teach teachers how to yeah. teach dance after school. So I was teaching in the day yeah. and then after school I might run courses. Um, and then through that, somebody found out that I was doing that and they asked me to go and do a course at Manchester Metropolitan University, which was yeah. in Crewe. Yeah. Um, and somebody said what well, after at the end of the course, oh, I think we've got a job coming up here. Contact the head of department. So that's what I did. Oh. So yeah. that's how I got into teaching. I was teaching PE teachers to teach dance. But I yeah. did a lot of other things. I was also teaching sports science yeah. students and all sorts of things there. See, so you just mentioned that you did a dance masters. What type was that all types of dance or did you like did you have one favourite type of dance that you well, we most. did we did mainly um, contemporary dance, yeah. which was Limone and um, Martha Graham technique mainly. Yeah, and then also we did some work on choreography, and I did history of dance and dance education. Yeah, and so what would you say the main differences are with teaching um, university students and then secondary school students? Um, university students are there, they're very keen because they're, that's what they really want to do. Yeah. Whereas when you're teaching PE in schools, everybody has to do yeah. PE. So you will get some people who don't really want to do PE or don't really yeah. want to do dance. Um, but you find ways around that. Yeah. But there are still some students. I mean, the boy students were obviously not as keen yeah. as dance on dance, or mo most of them were. There were some. Yeah. Um, th th compared to the girls, and you still got yeah. girls who were mainly interested in playing hockey, and yeah, you know, didn't didn't really want to. But um, I don't know. That I suppose them being older makes a big difference. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're older and they're, they're, they've actually chosen to go to university, yeah. whereas everybody has to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do after you were a teacher? Well, after I was a teacher, then I went to Manchester Met University. Yeah. But then I also went up to Liverpool John Moores and I yeah. then became deputy centre leader for dance, sport and outdoor education. Um, yeah. up in Liverpool, John Moore. So that was a much more management role. I yeah. taught a lot less and I was managing people and organising the timetable and um, solving problems that might have occurred, um, yeah. negotiating with students if there'd been an issue with another member of staff. So there were, that was a very different kind of job. 
Although I did do some teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, earlier you mentioned to me that you'd also done some volunteer work. Being a volunteer, what does that actually include that you have to do? Well, a volunteer work, it depends on what you volunteer for as to what you're actually required to do. Yeah. Uh, Some of it could be... As simple as listen. I mean, I used to listen to children read with a with an yeah. organisation called Beanstalk. So I would go into primary schools and listen to children read. I also worked for an organisation called Girls Out Loud, yeah. uh, where I worked with a school in Crewe, which was quite a difficult school. Yeah. And some of those girls had got quite difficult backgrounds. Yeah. So you were just acting like a big sister. So yeah. you would go along and just support that girl and help her through her final year in in secondary school and that was really good that was really yeah so would you say anything that happened in your teenagers would you say that helped you with all your volunteer work I think so I think sort of maybe coming from a more modest background you appreciate that yeah things and the help that more, you might have yeah. received from other people and that you want to give back and that you want to help people in order to you know help them to move forward because yeah. I don't think I could have moved forward without the help of, of some of my teachers and some of my lecturers that that you know that helps supported you. Yeah. me yeah and so would you say volunteer work is a big part of your life then it is now that I've retired yeah. Because I've got lots more time. So I've been able to go to Cambodia and work out there with yeah. um, an organization called Teams for You. And now I'm, I'm uh, what's called chairman of the Program Action Committee, which is the project work for an organization called Sir Optimists. And we do a lot of project work and charity work for um, women and girls all over the world. Yeah. So you mentioned you were worked with the um, company Beanstalk. Like, what did you have to do for that? Well, that was the organisation where I went in to listen to children yeah. read. So I went into primary schools twice a week yeah. and sat for an afternoon and listened to children read. And that was fantastic yeah. because those children were not very good readers. But yeah. having an adult sit with them for a while. Just one-to-one as yes. well. And we did other things. So we played yeah. games and and we talked and yeah. so it was developing vocabulary, it was understanding taking turns, yeah. lots of different things that maybe they didn't get at home. Yeah. And and those the, the children that I had, actually their reading levels went up either two or three levels yeah. over that year. And, and that's not just me, that any yeah. any beanstalk um volunteer, yeah. they were finding the same things. So those children were then being able to engage much better with their education because you can't if you can't read you can't engage in anything yeah you know you can't even reading read your is text. almost like the base level of absolutely everything else yes yeah. yeah you can't work a computer yeah you can't text your mates yeah you can't read things on the sh- in the shops yeah so uh, reading is absolutely key yeah yes and so why would you say that volunteer work is really important to you because it i think giving something to somebody else gives you something i think probably you get more back so i got so much pleasure seeing those children improve yeah and Um, it was really really rewarding to see that your help was then going to help them massive rewards 
Yes. And I'm helping on Christmas Day with a, yeah. a meal uh, for children who, d- not for children, sorry, for adults yeah. who are on their own, who have nobody to yeah. share a, a Christmas meal with. Um, and that's fantastic because, you know, they, they would be by themselves. And and yeah. so being able to share that meal with them is, is incredibly rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Would you, yeah. so... You said you went to um, Cambodia. Yes. Yeah, and so why why did you go there with the charity? Then? Well, initially we'd heard yeah. somebody talk about going out to Cambodia yeah. and helping with some charity work. So we contacted Teams for You and uh, they invited us to go out. And what we were doing was actually really, really basic, teaching children to wash their hands and clean their teeth. Yeah. Because children get sick and also all their teeth are rotten. So we took out loads of toothbrushes, we took out toothpaste, we took out soap and we taught them how to wash their hands and the importance of being, being clean and, you know, keeping your hands clean and making sure you wash before you actually eat. And we went right out into the villages, really out into the wilds. That was amazing. They were lovely people. Yeah. And would you say that that has, like because nowadays just children are so different to what they probably were out there and so would you say it's really quite surprising how children can almost act today then yes i mean it's they're two different worlds really yeah so it's very difficult to compare it would be lovely to show children who have a lot yeah children who don't um yeah because i think they might appreciate what they have what they have yes but you know you can't blame children of today no who who, you know are fortunate to have the the lives that they do you know in our in our country you know and that's fantastic and I wouldn't take anything away from them because that's you know that's fine you just want all children to be able to have the same kind of things yeah 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 so, um, whereabouts is Cambodia and like? Well, we started off in Phnom Penh, and then we yeah. went out to Siem Reap, and out we went out to to into the countryside in both of those places, out to schools there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. my mum, she went, she did some work like that, um, out in Zambia, oh, and wow. she, yeah. So she told us a lot that it was yeah. really shocking to see what they have compared with what we have yeah and that's made you appreciate what you have yeah yes yeah yes definitely that's brilliant yeah yeah it's nice to hear that young people actually you know do acknowledge that yeah 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 that's good so going back to when you said um you did a master's in dance how did you get that opportunity well originally i had to be a bit cheeky yeah. Because what I did was I went to the um, one of the bosses in the local education authority and I had to try and persuade him to give me the year off. And at that time you had something called a secondment, yeah. which meant that they would pay your salary and they would pay your fees to go for a year. Now, okay, if I was doing something like maths or science, yeah. that would probably have, you know, been paid more readily and more easily so I had to work very hard to persuade them to let me go and do dance and what I had to do was 
promised them that I would come back and actually do some more in-service training within the county so I yeah. would work in order to let so that they would let me go off and do the the year's dance so would you say that um if you were if like you'd tell teens if they want to do something then you have to work really hard and then you have to almost work your way round to then get what you want absolutely you have to sometimes yeah. persuade people and you have to be a bit cheeky and yeah. and not just let things happen and come to you yeah. because if you do work hard then sometimes things do happen and you get rewarded for all your absolutely work hard. because when I got my job at Manchester Met yeah um one of the bosses there who was a professor of education then went on to become dean of education at Liverpool John Moores yeah and one day I received a phone call to say I've got a job here do you fancy coming and having yeah. a, having a look at it? And I thought, oh, well, I've got nothing to lose. I didn't yeah. really want to move up to Liverpool, yeah. but it was a promotion. It was more money. Yeah. It was more kudos. So I went up and we had a chat and I thought, yes, I can do this job. Yeah. So it meant that new doors opened. Yeah. So for young people, I would say you've got to really push your way sometimes yeah but sometimes just be waiting and looking and yeah. if a new door opens go and explore it because initially I thought no I I don't think I really want to go up to Liverpool but when yeah. I went there I thought yes this could work mm-hmm. and it was a really good decision yeah. I had a good time up there and I love Liverpool and I lived up there for a while and you know I don't regret any of yeah. that so you know, look for look for new openings. Yeah. Don't close anything down. Don't say I can't do anything. So, yeah. um our time's coming to an end, but um with all my guests I always ask them one question right at the end of the interview. Um, what would you tell your teenage self? If you could tell them one thing, what would it be? I would say believe in yourself. Yeah. Believe in yourself and follow your dreams. Always, yeah. you know, go and go for what whatever you want to do. Don't take no for an answer. Yeah. Just keep going for it. That's really, yeah, that's really inspirational. Thank okay. you, Sue. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Talking Teenage Life podcast and that this discussion has inspired you. Please remember to subscribe via your usual podcast provider. We'd love you to leave a review online and don't forget to visit www.talkingteenagelife.com to find out what we're up to.